Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and we're asking the question, does polygamy accurately communicate God's love for us? Now, before we get started, we do help people leave polygamy, and we help them discover that God will not be angry at anyone for getting out and getting away. You can call our toll-free number for information. Our number is 877-425-9993. We can have a private discussion, a confidential discussion, to talk about your uh, situation and how we can help. You can, if you want to contact us about any of our shows or uh, would like to even be a guest on the show, you can email us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. And our website is shieldandrefuge.org. Our show is also available on iTunes podcast, or the audio can be downloaded from soundcloud.com slash whatloveisthis, or just go to our website's main page for more information. And now we would like to discuss our show for tonight, Current Events, with co-host Earl Erskine. Thanks, thanks for having for me. Appreciate it. And thank thanks, you. Thanks for coming again and helping out with this. It's got some interesting things always oh seem to goodness. be stirred up in the polygamy. Yeah, and there's a lot of them. This, <laughs> yeah. Some current events. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of current events. It's been a while since we've done a show on current events, so that's what we're going to do this time. And we'll begin with Lyle Jeffs, who is Warren Jeffs' brother. He's the last defendant to face trial in a $12 million food stamp fraud case against the members of the FLDS polygamy group. Uh, faithful members of the FLDS uh, who had received sn- uh, SNAP benefits, which is the food stamp program, were ordered to give their monthly allotment to the FLDS leaders, and they used them for personal use or to buy heavy equipment and other such things. Now, all those who were arrested have already faced trial, and basically they got a slap on the wrist for their connivory. Lyle Jeffs um, was let out of jail um, on... Uh, on a GPS ankle monitor, but he rubbed olive oil on his foot and (laughs) slipped out of the monitor and ran away. (laughs) And he failed to show up for his own trial, and he was on the run, a fugitive from the FBI, for a year. Well, his freedom didn't last. He was arrested in South Dakota last month. He had been living out of his pickup truck, and recent pictures indicate that he actually had lost quite a bit of weight. But on July 10th, Jeffs was arraigned in federal court for his part in the food stamp fraud and his failure to show up in court. Strangely, he pleaded <laughs> not guilty. Not guilty. That's right. Now, everyone knows that he failed to show up in court. How can he plead not guilty when it's evident that he wasn't there? The judge knew he was a no-show, and the onlookers knew he wasn't there, and even the news knew it, <laughs> yeah. but he's pleading not guilty. Well, the judge asked if he would admit to violating his terms of release, and his attorney said no, but he would not contest the violation. (laughs) Well, September 18th of 2017 has been scheduled to begin a two-week trial to try Lyle Jeffs on the charges against him. 
One argument that they are using to defend him is that the FLDS members have a religious right to hand over their food stamp benefits because their religion believes in consecrating all assets and property to their church. Now that word consecration is spiritual language for religious communism. It began with Joseph Smith, Brigham Young tried to implement it, but it failed. But the Mormon polygamy groups today have made it an essential to their many rules of earning eternal life. Of course, there are many comments from different viewpoints about this event, but the following comment pretty much sums up most of them. (laughs) Yeah, this is from Anonymous, actually. Nothing will happen to him. He'll be let off just like the others. The food stamp fraud case was huge, hard evidence, and they still walked. Anyone else had done the same, they'd be in jail. He might be in a little trouble for running away, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It seems like they're not very strong on these trials. A comparative case was when the leader of the Kingston polygamy group, J.O. Kingston, who is now dead, but he got caught ripping off the government welfare program with his scheme of bleeding the beast, and we quote, He trained the women how to rip off the government. They would trek into state welfare offices, their kids in tow, claiming that they had no idea who the father of their children was or that he was a truck driver who had left them destitute. The grift was exposed decades later in the 1980s when the Klan paid a $350,000 settlement for swindling the government through welfare fraud. So, and this is normal for polygamy groups to to do this thing, calling bleeding the beast. But so ripping off the government welfare program for $350,000 by the Kingston Group required payback of the funds in exchange for dropping the charges. But ripping them off for $12 million receives a few days in jail and a training video on how to properly use food stamps. At least in the Kingston case, (laughs) he was required to pay back the money, but not so with the FLDS. And many, many people have asked the question, where is the justice? And one of the FLDS defendants, when uh, they were released for after trial, said to another one, well... We won. Oh, boy. And they did. And they did. And they did. Our next news update is about the FLDS group in Canada, a trafficking trial that took place. Last month, a Canadian prosecutor asked a judge to sentence both a man and his wife for trafficking their 13-year-old daughter across the Canadian-United States border for sexual purposes, which was to become a child bride of Warren Jeffs. The prosecutor believes that it will send a message to other parents and adults by making the parents accountable by giving them a prison sentence. He asked for a 12 to 18 month sentence for the girl's father and a 6 to 12 month sentence for her mother and neither one of them yet have any or have shown any remorse for what they did. They were both convicted earlier this year for transporting the girl in 2004 from Canada to the United States to Warren Jeffs for sexual purposes so he could make her his bride. Well, many people believe that this sentencing, that kind of a sentence for the mother and father is too harsh on the parents simply because they are victims too. Uh, Victims of brainwashing and spiritual coercion by the corrupt polygamous leaders. And to some extent, this is true and should be considered. 
But at the same time, where does it end? They broke international laws, and parents need to know that ignorance is no excuse, regardless of someone's prophetic claims. Warren Jeffs claimed that God gave him revelation to take each child bride that he took. But we must believe what Isaiah said above and beyond what Joseph Smith or Warren Jeffs said. We quote. From Isaiah 8.20, To the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. They have no light of dawn. They, 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 they have no light of truth. Um, and this word that Isaiah is talking about is referring to what the Bible teaches, to God's revealed word to man. And the Bible never gives a command for crimes of child rape yeah. or for polygamy. And so their prophesying was not according to God's word. Females have been indoctrinated from the cradle to believe that the prophet holds the keys to their salvation and he, that he speaks for God and, mm. and has God's authority. And parents and children alike believe that it is a great privilege and an honor to marry the leader. We quote from a blog that a former FLDS member writes, Her parents are still convinced they did nothing wrong which incidentally is why I think they need to receive a harsh punishment so that they and others will reconsider who they are willing to give their children to. And I believe that that is the case. Yeah. You know, they, the polygamists since Joseph Smith have always, and Brigham Young said this, that they live above the law. And, and, and they it, have the property and the right to give. They have the right yeah. to do that, right. And according to another source, the girl's father, who is Brandon Blackmore, was excommunicated by Warren Jeffs in 2012. But despite his shabby treatment by Jeffs, he's not remorseful for his part in this crime. Sadly, so many of them live in willful ignorance, purposely refusing to investigate to discover if the man they are following is teaching God's truths. <laughs> I know, it's very sad. And the, the, again, children suffer through yeah. this. They yeah. suffer. Now we're going to go to politics. <laughs> Always Quick fun, twist. right? Yeah. Two towns in Utah can boast of having polygamists who are running for mayor of their respective cities. Now, electing polygamous leaders is not new for the southern Utah town of Short Creek. About this, one anonymous source said this. <laughs> Looks like only two people are the candidates for mayor of Hilldale. Both are living polygamy. However, there may not be a way to prove that as one of them is FLDS and still following Warren's dictates, but could, could be separated from his wives as so many are, and the other claims she is in a relationship of convenience not breaking Utah's laws by calling herself a wife. If they, do, if they don't get them both out and new people in before November, they're stuck with polygamous leaders again. Okay, wow. so this is some concern that I've had communication with some people down in that area yeah. that they have concern about it. Mm -hmm. Harriman, Utah, which is a suburb of Salt Lake, has a polygamous candidate, in, and that person is Joe Darger, and he has had or he does have three plural wives. Yeah. In fact, he's written a book about it. Uh, Hilldale, Utah is the sister city to Colorado City, Arizona, whose polygamous candidate is surprisingly enough a female. Mm. 
Now, I'm not against <laughs> females running for any elective office, but Mormon fundamentalists in particular have an aversion to women having any authority over anything except maybe their laundry and their cooking. <laughs> Uh, now, we personally don't know either of these candidates, and we don't have any negative wishes for either one of them. And they may be very highly qualified in many ways to be good mayors. But polygamy is forbidden in Utah State's Constitution. How can an elected official take an oath of office to uphold the Constitution if they are breaking a certain law or laws? We quote from an interview with the Salt Lake Tribune. Yeah, Darger said this. Darger says, though, it's an important issue. His bid for office will focus less on polygamy, which he would have little to say in, I'm sorry, which he would have little say in as a city mayor, and more on ensuring minority rights as somebody who understands what it's like to be on the outside of the norm. It's not a publicity stunt, Darger said, and he fears potential bigotry against his candidacy. So they throw around that word bigotry yeah. when we're, we're against breaking the laws, and there really is not anything wrong with that. <laughs> In Hildale, Utah, the current mayor is Philip Barlow, and he's being challenged by Donya Jessup. She's an ex-FLDS member. However, according to information we've received, she continues in her polygamous relationship, but since they aren't legally married, she claims that's not a problem. <laughs> polygamous leaders historically have supported polygamous church doctrines and practices before they uphold civil law. There are many concerns connected with practicing polygamists entering into public office when as private citizens they refuse to obey existing laws. How do they deal with that? Is somebody so going far to... nobody's dealt with it. I've, I've, it doesn't uh, even seem like they could do it. I've, well, they, yeah, they have. I've yeah. contacted the, the uh, lieutenant governor's office and, and a few people and there's there's nothing they, Not they can run if they want yeah run if they want. yeah this is Utah remember yeah, that's true <laughs> See. our next topic is about a polygamous phrase keep sweet yeah, which is so often used in polygamous communities especially the FLDS a friend on a social media said this about the <laughs> phrase keep sweet yeah in the last few months, I've listened to five audiobooks by former FLDS members and watched one film. I think if I hear the phrase, keep sweet, one <laughs> more time, I'll scream. I can't imagine hearing that for a lifetime. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how to say that last word. That was, but, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, imagine having to, to hear that phrase everywhere you turn and in almost every situation. And no doubt it would probably become a, a favorite saying from one friend to another whenever a discouragement or an upsetting situation arose. And so we decided to check out where did the phrase keep sweet first come from and why, at least in relation to Mormon polygamy. Well, according to the website FLDS Beliefs 101, <laughs> it was a favorite phrase used by Warren Jeff's father, Rulin Jeffs. He described the meaning of keep sweet in a talk in December of 1991. And here it is. I want you all to understand the continual use of the two words keep sweet means keep the Holy Spirit of the Lord until you're full of it. <laughs> Only those who have it will survive the judgments of God which are about to be poured out. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is not an it. 
he's a he. And we can read John chapters 10 through 16 where Jesus teaches the role of the Holy Spirit. And never once does he say that keeping sweet is part of our job to get or keep the Holy Spirit. Now this was 1991 and Jeffs had said that God's judgments were about to be poured out on the earth. It's now 2017, yeah. 26 years later. Time, of course, is the greatest enemy of a false prophet. Only false prophets give false prophecies. Ruland Jeffs also said that keeping sweet no matter what is a matter of life or death as the day of great judgment approaches. Of course, they always use fear. He said that it can't be turned on and off, no. keeping sweet. It must be a permanent thing in their very natures. Yet no prophecy of God's judgments ever mentions that keeping sweet is a requirement. <laughs> In the late 1990s, the FLDS published a newsletter where the masthead said, with every breath, keep sweet no matter what. Bountiful Canada's FLDS have the words, keep sweet, spelled out in white stones at the entrance of their school. <laughs> FLDS homes are decorated with wall plaques that say, keep sweet no matter what. Really? At the YFZ Ranch, keep sweet forevermore, signs were placed all around the compound. And Ruland Jeff's wallpaper was <laughs> printed with the words, keep sweet no matter what. Now that didn't come off the rack. No, no. <laughs> when, when Warren Jeffs took his father's place as prophet and took control of his harem, he took the phrase even further. Under Warren, it became a mantra to keep your feelings under control. We quote. Yeah, from Warren Jeffs. If you are keeping sweet no matter what, you are a person ready to give up your own will and just obey the priesthood over you. In order to keep sweet, it requires the sacrifice of our feelings. In other words, follow blindly yeah. and obey silently. Yeah. That's what it's saying. The following year, he explained keeping sweet like this. Keeping sweet means saying your prayers and obeying the priesthood over you. So there's that priesthood authority again. Several years later, he's still teaching keep sweet like this. To be loyal to Heavenly Father, to truly love Him and obey Him, you must keep sweet no matter what. If your feelings can be disturbed and you simply need more of this, you simply need more of the Spirit of God to have and earn more of that sweet spirit, you must pay the price. The price is sacrifice. Set aside any feeling or thought that disturbs the Spirit of God. Interesting how they throw Heavenly Father and God around. Like, yeah, they throw like them around really, as, their, as their tools yeah. of, of judgment and threats. As Y2K approached, Warren Jeffs warned that the end of the world would be coming and no one would survive except the FLDS super faithful. And with that, his command to keep sweet intensified. We quote, mm -hmm. We have only four years left, young people. The time is so short. That's why you hear President Jeff say in meeting, keep sweet no matter what. It's a matter of life and death. And that was 17 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And we all survived. <laughs> we hear different opinions and understanding of the phrase keep sweet from former members. Among them are swallow your pride and your emotions, suffer silently regardless of what concerns you might have, don't rock the boat, 
don't make any trouble or ask questions, don't criticize or find fault, girls should accept the polygamous lifestyle and the men's wishes without complaint, don't flinch when you're told to do something that doesn't feel quite right, mm. just be nice. Don't complain because complaining disturbs the spirit of God. And finally, be immune to gloom. <laughs> Aren't you glad we don't have that list of do's and don'ts? Oh, that we, painful. Uh, God's grace painful. is yeah. so awesome. Yeah. And from the website that we quoted earlier, an anonymous comment was posted about this, and it said this. Yeah, this is so true. Seems to me that this keep sweet philosophy was invented for the prophet's benefit and enjoyment. The key word here is girl. The leaders were justifying and satisfying their sick inner lust for little girls. By stating it this way for all to keep sweet, the girl and mothers would be afraid to protest because they would be rocking the boat and not get to their heaven or worse, be labeled apostates. This is just sick and to think people believe a religion that changes constantly. Are they allowed to read the Bible anymore? Surely those were burned long ago. Sad. And it is sad. It is. And that's one of the reasons we continue to do our show because we just want this information <laughs> to get out. Maybe something will happen as a result. Other polygamy groups may not use the precise phrase, keep sweet, but they certainly, many of them certainly ha have and demand the attitude the same expectation, of that. Same expectation, huh? Mm -hmm. Um, I recently received an, uh, the following email from a follower of our ministry. We quote from Facebook page. Yeah, I talked to a Facebook friend of mine who used to be in the FLDS. She told me that the children now are being taught to talk in code, which is going to be very dangerous. Do you know anything about this? It is the children that have been reassigned and belong to the priesthood. She also said that they are, are only being fed beans. Will you do a show about these current happenings? Uh, I mentioned it was a Facebook it wasn't on the page, but she was a friend of mine. She emailed me privately about this. Okay. Uh, and she had a friend from the FLDS who had given her this information. So I asked her if she would send me more information, and she didn't. And so I contacted people that I know who were down there to see if I could find out more information about this. And I tried to discover if anything like this was going on. One response was from a resident of the FLDS community, and yeah. this is what he said. And they wrote this to you. Uh -huh. I imagine the code is still being taught. I see no reason why they would stop. It enhances the us versus them persona that helps them maintain control. And, and what he meant is there's yeah. code words that Warren Jeff still preaches to his people and still controls them, and there's code words they use, so when they hear those code words, then means. they know what it means. Yeah. And he doubted that the children were still only being fed beans, although a few years ago that was the case. Another response from former insider is that they have heard of the code language but has no information. They have no information about being fed only beans currently. And we don't have any further information about this. So if any of our viewers happen to have solid information about any of this, especially their diet, please email us at email at whatloveisthis.tv because we would appreciate any uh, solid information on this. 
Now, many of the FLDS in Short Creek have been evicted from their homes. Yeah. It's been going on now for a while because Warren Jeffs instructed them not to pay the monthly fee or their property taxes, and this has left many of them in crisis, both for food and for shelter. The Kingston Polygamy Group has offered some of them housing in one of their abandoned coal mining camps, and some of the FLDS families have moved there. Wow. And this is very distressing because it solves no problems in the long term and is a very clear example of jumping from the frying pan into the fire. Also, interesting tidbit of information is that the Tom Green polygamists oh, yeah. recently applied for membership in the Kingston Polygamy Group and reports are they've been accepted and are now members of the Kingston clan. <laughs> of course, birds of a feather, oh, you dear, know, yes. that happens. Yeah. And our final report today is about Alyssa Wall. She's a former FLDS child bride, and she was actually quite instrumental in putting Warren Jeffs behind bars. Recently, she told the judge that she believes that child bride marriages continue to be practiced in Utah polygamy groups. Of course, they deny it, but should we believe them? I mean, <laughs> do they have a history of honesty yeah, and integrity exactly. that we should believe them? Well, Elissa Wall has sued Warren Jeffs for at least $5 million with interest, and so far neither Warren Jeffs nor the FLDS Church have responded to her lawsuit. She is quoted as telling Fox News this. <laughs> she hopes that through this default judgment, she can help enact change through financial pressures and help clean up the mess that Warren Jeffs has caused. And he has caused a mess. Yes, he has. <laughs> he has caused an awful mess. And the other polygamy groups have also caused and continue to cause awful messes, and they continue to ruin the lives of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in their polygamy groups. And they Women use fear, don't they, a lot? Mm -hmm. Well, and, we saw some of those yeah. sermons that Jeffs gave and yeah. how they used to fear. Yeah. And, he's, and it's obvious because he's, he's still doing it from prison. Mm -hmm. being, being able to control the group. He still controls them from prison. Yes, he does. And they believe he's speaking for God, I guess. Well, they believe he is. I don't mm -hmm. know if he knows that he's not. You would think he would, <laughs> I, I think unless so. there's something going on in his mind. We don't understand. But I think it's interesting, uh, very quickly, Tom Green served six years in prison for rape of a child and non-support of his family. Yeah. And, and he's just joined the Kingston group, and, and David Kingston spent four years in prison for unlawful conduct of a 16-year-old and incest. And they both were let out with the promise that they would not be involved in this kind of lifestyle again. But, but they go as, right back to uh, yeah. their polygamy roots. And yeah. Yeah. And teach the young men that are coming up the same things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Never There's ends. no end to it. Yeah. There's no end. And I, you know, sometimes I wonder what is the answer. And there's yeah. so many things. But we just tell it like it is. Well, thank you, Earl. You bet. We'll see you next time. Thank you. By their fruits you shall know them, Jesus said. And the awful fruits of Joseph Smith's polygamy continue to be produced.
Today's polygamous leaders are following closely in the footsteps of Joseph Smith and other early Mormon polygamous leaders. Many of them married already married women. They took child brides even in their old age and they had little respect for the laws of the land that they didn't like. Free agency is their principle but not their practice. Morality is a concept but not a practice, each having established their own moral laws of convenience. Jesus, however, saves, and it is only Jesus who saves. Polygamy doesn't save. The United Order doesn't. Giving leaders all your assets does not save you, and it won't help either. But trusting Jesus alone and following Him alone is the only thing anyone can do ever to attain celestial glory. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.